Oh shoot, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's okay, we can buff it out. Happy holidays, everyone. This time of year, we're all traveling home. Reminds me of traveling home last year. Traveling with a baby? So we, so I went to visit my um, parents in Colorado. It's like a super okay. short flight. It's like an easy one. Um, but we're coming back home. And you know when you're like standing in line waiting to get on the plane? There's this older lady standing in front of the line doing you know the little like hands class like sway back and forth so she's okay. like patiently waiting for everybody to start getting on and she like glances back because i'm holding the baby she glances back and when i tell you this lady literally did a double take caitlin like she literally like looks back and like looks back again with like the biggest eyes and she's like oh there's no way you're taking that baby to Vegas. She's like, you're taking that baby on the strip? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like oh. to the club, actually. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're going straight to the casino. No, I'm like, oh, no, we actually live there. I'm like, yeah, like, people do live there. Like, there are suburbs in Vegas. Nobody lives there. Just so we're clear, you guys, Caitlin and I do have babies, and we do live in Vegas, and I promise you that they're not out all night at the clubs. They, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I tell people I live in Vegas, they're like, oh, really? That's so fun. Like, they, like, assume that I'm, like, a super, like, big on party and all that and I'm like no I literally don't leave my house <laughs> like you're lucky if you can get me out past like 9 p.m that's me right now oh yeah I don't even want to do anything like after dinner but that wasn't always me when I first moved here I definitely went to like some of the day parties and mm -hmm. like would go out to the clubs or I'd come to visit because I lived in California so it's like a short flight away so I would mm -hmm. like come to Vegas but then once I actually like lived here and like it was after college I was kind of over it already honestly though Vegas is my favorite place that I've ever lived like hands down I don't know about you really yes I I hate it. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, why? I just feel like it doesn't have like a cozy feeling. I lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Santa Barbara. I lived in Huntington mm, Beach. Okay, right, fair. All those places, no, no, I no. just feel like there's so much more character. Here, it's like a lot of big chains. I see what you mean. I just, coming from first Arizona and not even like Phoenix, it was like 40 minutes away from Phoenix. So mm -hmm. like no man's land. Like I was like the teenager. We were the teenagers that like, there's nothing to do. So you just either go see a movie or you go to like Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> like those were, li no, literally those are the two things we did every weekend. And there's, cause there's nothing to do. I mean, now it's starting to grow but like even phoenix like five years ago was nothing there was nothing to do and then going to florida like central florida me and the crackheads that's it crackhead <laughs> oh, town you that's poor weird. girl yeah you haven't lived like amazing places you can drive here's my thing about vegas you can drive to california you can drive to arizona if you want yeah you can drive to utah if you're into like skiing or hiking True. or whatever like utah is gorgeous yeah so I'm all like I'm all about. No, it's not a bad it's not a bad place to live. No, like, it's I'm not. just spoiled. I'm a brat. Yeah, like, no, you are. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> I'm angry that you said that because I thought we were on the same page. It's fine. It's okay. My only problem, I will say, my only problem with Vegas is the red lights. The Everyone re runs them. The, yes, That's it's true. rampant. Yes, running of the red lights is rampant. The it drivers is. here are worse than LA. I thought that when I moved here, I I was like, people are crazy. Did I tell you about the time that I got bullied off the highway? What do you mean? <laughs> I lived. I didn't tell you that. No. I. I, okay, you guys, I literally, so the thing about Vegas, yes, the red lights, you don't want to be the first one in the intersection. Like when you have your green light, you want to pause, check both sides, right. like make sure that nobody's zooming past because they will do it. Mm -hmm. Like, the, and, and it's not even just like right as it's turning orange. No, it's not even that. It's like straight red, been red for a couple of, like seconds. They're running it. They don't care. It's so scary. It's insane. Also, if you don't go through the yellows, people get really mad at you because yes. if you're pulling up and it's like yellow and you're kind of thinking, should I go or should I stop the person behind you is probably still planning on going right and so it's like the you have person to go. 
three people behind you is probably still waiting on going. And that's it. Literally, it'll be like a train of cars they bully you. that go at the red light. And I'm like, that was like three cars that just red, red light. Like, yeah. that's not okay. It's but, insane here. Okay, really quickly, I want to tell you, I got bullied off the highway because the thing about Vegas highways, tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like the merge section is very short. So like when you merge onto the highway, there's one lane that's going to then take you off the highway and you have to yes. merge onto the second lane in order yes. to stay on the highway. Otherwise, you mm-hmm. stay on that lane and you're going to go off. Yes. Okay, so that's just so everybody's clear. Um, So I'm like, I got on and I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm a timid driver, but like I don't take crazy risks. I'm not the person that's just going to floor it and like close my eyes and be like, good luck, everyone. Like I'm not that person. I'm a little nervy. So I'm like trying to merge on. And the thing about people in Vegas is they like literally will bully you, like Caitlin yeah. said. So they're, they would not let me on. Like they had like lined up their cars like back to back. They, as if they schemed together. Yeah, they were all you. on like a, no, literally a conference call. They're all like, okay, yeah, we're not letting her on, right? Like, no, no, she has Arizona plates. So I'm literally like trying to merge on and nobody would let me in. And you know that happens sometimes. So you're like kind of edging your way, edging your way. And I, like I said, I'm a little timid, but I'm also realistic. So at this point I am getting more aggressive. Like I know how to be an aggressive driver. So at this point I'm kind of like putting my nose in, like really starting to turn in and nobody would let me. And my friend was in the car with me. My best friend was visiting. So she's talking her head off, you know, when someone's talking. So she's talking to me, telling me something going on and on. And I'm literally like not like she's muted in my mind because i'm literally like panicking trying to get on so bad and it got to the point where like she's still talking still talking has no idea what's happening like i'm having a full-on drama in my mind and she's literally just like because you're just not gonna make it no i'm not and so i get to the end and literally i give up i'm like i guess i'm getting off the highway (laughs) so i just didn't get on and i literally got bullied off and i like take my exit she's like oh wait what happened i'm like i couldn't get on i had to pull over and like take a second i was like dude i literally just got bullied off the highway like that has never so sad that's my only issue is a little bit of driving but other than that as long as you stop at your green light and look both ways don't be the first one out in the intersection you'll be fine other than that i love vegas so we need to start your nails oh it's my turn yes Yes. okay you need to pick your color okay let me see also i'm gonna unzip this because i'm sweating my butt off you guys if you're not watching we're wearing our little christmas jammies well i'm wearing jammies i don't know what your (laughs) outfit's called i'll show them okay wait i'm zipping it up if you're watching the video if you're not watching the video i'm wearing a full-on reindeer onesie <laughs> so you know like it's amazing it's amazing kendall <laughs> you know when that like meme where it's like well how does it go it's like when you didn't text to see like what the vibe is or yes. like what are we wearing that was me and caitlin well i said let's wear christmas jammies she was like i'm so down she shows up in a full-on onesie with antlers and i'm wearing like the cutest little matching set so it's safe to say we're not on the same vibe but like it works it works for it us works. Like, so just just to make that clear but i am gonna unzip it because i'm sweating my ass off right now okay let me pick my color what are you what are you feeling today what is your vibe i did want to challenge you today but i think like i don't know if we're ready for that i saw a lot of things i saw a lot of christmas patterns like little like santa hats and trees next year candy canes next year i have a year to prepare for that you have a year i'm thinking like a forest green or like a you know like a i wish we had chrome pick a couple and then we'll compare i feel like the example colors on the bottles of these are not accurate you have to open it right so i have let's try these you want to open one and see but like yeah like a christmas tree i get it yeah yeah they're all very kind of drab right okay try this one it's getting worse yeah oh gosh what this is like throw up we have 10 different shades of throw up maybe i need to just go for a different shade okay so ditch the green Ooh. 
Wait, what's that? You like a brown? Ooh, wait, let me see that. I like that. Dark reddish brown. This is really pretty. I'm, I think I'm gonna do that one. Let's get started here. I'm gonna buff the top of your nails today. I'm gonna buff it out. Yes, I <laughs> love it. Because our retention has been really bad. So yeah, while you're doing that, yours didn't, how long would you say they held? Two days. They started falling off one by one. And since I have all the stuff at my house, I started trying to put them back on one by one. So every other day I was like doing two nails because we have new glue. So I was putting them back on with the new glue. So we'll try the glue today with this buffing. Like we're literally just buffing the top of the nail. And that's what I've heard. It like gets rid of like that oil layer. Okay, well, let's get into today's topic. Today, we just wanted to give you guys a little bit of value. Like we said, we know a lot of you are probably traveling home for the holidays. So, or you're having people come over to your place. So we want to talk about navigating difficult family members during the holidays, or even just navigating like family members during the holidays. This is a time where you guys are spending a lot more more time together than you usually do emotions are high mm -hmm. conflicts arise and it's like you need to just go into it with a good mindset so we're here to cheer you on maybe you're on your drive over there right now or your flight mm -hmm. and you're kind of dreading this next few days but we do want to put a disclaimer we are not licensed therapists okay caitlin and i are just two girls with opinions but I did not finish my degree so <laughs> i can't yeah. charge you for this right but um we're just your friends here giving some of our advice or our perspective think of this as like the advice of a friend like you know when your friend gives you advice about a guy you know sometimes you're like uh okay well maybe but i'm not really gonna listen to that so take it with a grain of salt maybe a big grain of salt i think we have sort of like a unique perspective on this but first i kind of want to pave out what makes the holiday gatherings i guess especially difficult i think the main thing is that you're mixing different generations everybody has different opinions people are literally raised in different decades and we don't realize it but so much of that can be programmed into our the way we think and the way we see the world and the way we see certain current issues so it can make it hard when you put all those generations in one room and grandma has one opinion and then your cousin has another and it gets heated also it can be difficult especially like if you're married and you're going over to the in-laws house or mm -hmm. it didn't, it's not family members that you grew up with so it's just mixing families right and and even just like mixing like aunts uncles cousins that yeah were raised a little bit differently different like values different Beliefs. Even with your own family, if you all grew up together, there can definitely be conflict because you just have spent so much time together. There could be a lot of past memories or mm -hmm. maybe traumas or things that have happened with those people. Yeah, it's almost like the moment that you walk into that house, your inner child basically comes out. Right. You handle things the way you did when you were 15. And I can personally relate to that. Like I grew up with six siblings. Like the moment that I walk into my parents' house, like, like I, I notice myself acting out and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm literally acting like I'm a teenager again. And it's, it's weird, but it's like, it makes sense. I mean, you're trying to get along again with the people that you grew up with and all yeah like you said all these memories come up the other thing alcohol is often involved and let's all be honest alcohol can sometimes make us feel and act a certain way it does it doesn't always bring out the best in us it sometimes yeah. brings out the worst and especially if you're a new mom you might be nervous going into this because this is when everybody loves to give their unsolicited advice it's already a very sensitive time when you're a new mom like you're mm -hmm. getting so much advice from so many people and so spending time with family members for the holidays moms grandmas aunts everyone wants to give their two cents it can be so annoying it can and it's also like it can be a little bit like hard when you're a new mom and you you're practicing like new techniques or you know like maybe you're trying a certain type of like parenting style and maybe you're not even like totally confident in it yet so you're like a little bit self-conscious about it and then yeah you have like everybody get like the peanut gallery giving their two cents that can definitely be difficult and it's a it's kind of like a new challenge to navigate that you didn't have years before you could kind of just mind your business before but now you're 
baby or your kids are like have a spotlight on them yeah. so you then also have a spotlight on you and oh how's she gonna handle this situation i don't know how many times i've seen that happen in a, in a family setting where like the kid does something everybody like immediately looks over at the mom like oh what's she gonna say is she gonna say something oh my gosh it can be so stressful too because you're not only worried about doing what's best for your kid but you're also worried about not creating conflict or what other people are thinking about how you're handling things or having to defend yourself in the mm-hmm. way that you're handling things and then like we said all that childhood inner child comes out and all the things that maybe are easier day to day when you're at home with your you know adult friends and all that they it's it's different when it's your brother your uncle your grandma but yeah so we never want to be an echo chamber like we've said we don't want to be repeating things that you've already heard a million times so we felt like we want to touch on this subject today because we do feel like we kind of have a unique perspective on it so i think the most popular thing right now is boundaries boundaries with your family boundaries with your friends it's like it's all about setting boundaries sticking to boundaries if they're giving you trouble cut them out like you don't need them in your life you're better off without yeah that's the common advice right that's been really popular over the years and honestly i kind of am so sick of hearing it because it's hard to do and it's not always the best decision in that's my opinion. true it's easier said than done and and let's just be so clear like we're not talking about actual toxic situations there are situations in which you need to quote unquote set a boundary hold a boundary cut mm-hmm. someone out i think it's being overdone i think it, that term is being overused and it's being applied to things that maybe aren't necessarily a situation that warrants completely cutting them out like i mean and again i just want to be so clear so use your own head when you're listening to this podcast we've said it before but like take our advice with a grain of salt listen to this episode listen to it all the way through and then you can decide sit on it for a little bit and maybe think does this apply to my situation or you know is my situation specifically abuse because we're not talking about abuse we're not even and that can be that could be an uncle that could be a parent that could be a grandparent there are situations where it is so toxic it warrants you needing to cut them out and that's not what we're talking about today what we're talking about is that like kind of like that middle ground gray area where you're like they're annoying but it's you're still going to probably get together with them a couple times a year right and how can you feel better going into the situation and have a more enjoyable time during i love what lauren bostick says on the skinny confidential she always says take what you like and leave what you don't like you don't have to if you don't agree with something that we say or all of it just take what you like and leave what you don't i love that i love that and that is exactly it because yeah, like we're not Bible, like listen to our advice and then let it pertain to your situation. So the first thing that everyone needs to realize is the only person that you can truly control is you. Mm -hmm. We're getting a little bit tough love here, but I feel like we all need to hear it. And myself included, like I have to remind myself of this sometimes with difficult family members, but realistically, the only person that you can control is yourself. Yes. And always trying to get certain people to change or having the same fights with people over and over again. Ultimately, that's you not changing your expectation of them it's you expecting that they're going to be different this time and then Mm -hmm. getting mad when they're not that's on you it's not really on them for most situations right and so i guess and that's like an age-old question like do we think that people can change do you think that people are capable of changing I think people can change, but it has to be because they notice something that they want to change and because they want to change it. Never because somebody else is harping on them that they don't like something about them and that they Mm. need to change. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can change people, but I think that people can change themselves. And so uh, I used to be someone who thought I could make someone change. I thought that I could make someone change if they love me enough, they would change for Mm -hmm. me. Or if I helped them, that they would eventually get there. (sighs) 
it's so hard. I think it's nearly impossible to help somebody change. They Only they can help themselves. Yeah, and sometimes, like, being sensitive to the situation, sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow. Like, I have personal experience with that, too. And there are certain family members that, yeah, for a very long time, I tried to change certain habits of theirs. And I thought, oh, if I, like, do this with them this day, or if I do this, or I try to, like, control the situation in this way, then this, like, outcome that I'm worried will happen won't happen. But it's, like, you cannot control other people. And the moment that you come to peace with that, and you start to focus on how you're handling yourself, and how you're going to handle any situation that might arise, that's the moment that you almost feel like a little bit more free. Like you can go into social situations, especially like family members, and you can know that, well, no matter what they do, no matter how they act, I know that I can control how I respond to what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. I honestly wish, so I went to therapy for a few years when I was maybe like 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. And there was a certain family member that when I would talk to them, I would always end up like feeling bad afterwards. Like I would cry, I would come into therapy, I would talk about it and ultimately my therapist's advice was to not contact or not have contact with this person anymore Mm. and I was like whoa that's pretty insane but she just said you just have to come to terms with the fact that they're never going to change and every time you talk with them you might have a conversation that's going to leave you hurt so Mm -hmm. stop seeking it out because it's going to happen over and over again I don't love the advice that she gave me I ultimately didn't listen to it but what I did listen to was just changing my expectation with the phone calls or with the encounters that I had Mm -hmm. like instead of always wishing that they would respond in a certain way kind of like not putting so much weight on whatever response that they had Mm -hmm. and feeling more okay with myself Mm -hmm. and I was able to maintain the relationship exactly so at the end of the day you control how you respond and if you can do that you're going to handle these situations much better the other thing is we need to be really honest with ourselves so let's just right now we're all hanging out we're all talking this out let's have a very honest check-in with ourselves are you being overly defensive and i'm saying this for myself for caitlin for everyone listening like maybe when you're going into a situation are you coming into that that topic or coming to that family member with feelings already involved and maybe some extra defensiveness because i have totally been there and I have a personal like very specific situation that I I wonder if some of you guys can relate to so I became a stay-at-home mom about a year ago when I had my baby Mm -hmm. and so this past year something that I've noticed that I've had to kind of deal with is you're in a social situation and you know everybody wants to say oh so what do you do for work or like oh so what do you do and that's when you tell them like oh I work for this or I do that so I'm a stay-at-home mom right and I can feel in that moment when I meet someone new and I'm in a I'm at a party or whatever and they ask me that question I feel myself getting a little bit self-conscious or defensive like I can feel it happening I'm like okay how are they going to respond when I tell them that I'm a stay-at-home mom and I, I I know that so it's like I the thing that I hate is I always say oh I'm I'm just staying at home and I yes. need to stop doing that and everyone listening if you're a stay-at-home mom you need to stop saying yes. just because it's not just you're not just a stay-at-home mom you are staying at home you're raising your kids it's but a huge job it is it is but my point is I definitely go into those situations with a little bit of like a self-conscious like maybe a little bit of defensiveness like I can imagine I luckily have not had any like negative responses to that but I can imagine that if somebody were to be like oh that like oh really like hmm like it doesn't like your husband's okay with that or or like oh I could never I'd be so bored like if I got one of those responses I know for a fact that I would probably be a little bit defensive and I probably maybe would not handle that as well as somebody that doesn't have those feelings behind it 
So it really comes down to being confident in yourself and dealing with your own insecurities. Because if you're super secure, then these little snide comments, they really won't sting as much. Mm-hmm. And so that's something to keep in mind. Since we know the only thing you control is you and you can't control other people, just being more aware of maybe things that you're like a little bit insecure about. I think that already helps you be like, is it them or is it me? Right. Because there, we all know that feeling. Like, you know, when you're already insecure about something, and you're almost waiting for somebody to say something like you almost have your chest out like who wants to fight who wants to fight like i'm ready like what do we what do you want to say you want to say something about my hair i know it looks bad like you know what i mean like it's like that that like coming in like with your arms swinging like already so just let's just all be aware of that you guys we're getting ready to have some big family encounters so just check in with yourself think about really like sit and dwell on some things that maybe you're feeling extra insecure about this year and just kind of sit with them and see how you can maybe you know maybe come to terms with them now or just like be in a better place with them so that when they do come up in a family setting it's not as triggering i already know that i'm like sensitive about like baby sleep and baby sleep schedules because mm-hmm. like we have not figured it out we've, we've had a tough year it. it's been such a tough year and yes. so anytime someone gives me advice advice about it i'm like so defensive i'm like no it doesn't work and yes. i know what i'm doing and like i get so defensive and yes. like maybe they're honestly just being nice but i find it so triggering and mm-hmm. super annoying because you've had a hell of a year so yeah. yeah side note if anybody has had trouble with their baby sleep ever caitlin and i we totally understand message us like we will be the first person to be like same and we get it and like yes there's sometimes no good solution i have scrolled night after night i have scrolled trying to find like what am i doing wrong what am i what do i need to be doing like what how can i fix this situation I swear there are just some babies that don't sleep. So. I swear. We have the same baby, I yeah. think. And that was actually one thing that Caitlin and I immediately bonded over. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh yeah, like my name's Caitlin. This is my baby Canyon and I have a, hor- he's a horrible sleeper. And I'm like, <laughs> same. Like I got so excited because I'm like, oh, finally somebody admits that like they struggle too. Like, yes. Because it was it's- so comforting to talk with you about that the mm-hmm. first time. Literally the schedules were like the same with both of our kids. Not our schedules that we put them on, the schedules that they the were schedules they on. No, the schedules that they put themselves on. Yeah. Which meant waking up every two hours refusing to sleep Mm -hmm. we went through it it's been a long year but all we're trying to say is if there are certain things like that that you know you're a little bit self-conscious about going into it or unsure of yourself maybe i mean we're not like trying to dog on you like every single one of us has things that we're maybe not as confident about or as sure of ourselves or we're still figuring it out and so we're not saying like yeah you're just insecure like Mm -hmm. be more secure i'm not trying to say it in like a shame on you type of way no but just kind of being like honest with yourself about it like right said. Uh, because sometimes we do project onto them like oh i'm feeling insecure about this but they're the problem they're mean or they're this or that and it's like no sometimes they're they're just they might not even realize that what they're saying is that triggering to you so mm-hmm. just have an honest check-in with yourself is there any way that you could better change your reaction or even just change your perspective on the situation to better handle it because that can make all the difference and i think you had an example for this right oh my gosh yeah. yes okay so at thanksgiving i was with a lot of like mixed family members and there were some people there I'm not even related to. It was like our first time spending the holiday together. But anyways, it was an older man. And so my brother and sister-in-law, they had just gotten a new dog and the dog's name is Pizza. Okay, so that's just an important cute, part of the story. The Super cute. So my mother-in-law was holding Canyon and the man comes up to her and is like, so what's his name again? And I'm like, I swear this guy knows his name, but okay, he's gonna ask. I'm just listening in on this conversation. And she says, his name's Canyon. And he's like, oh, Canyon, like the Grand Canyon. And she's mm. like, yep. And then I'm nearby and he turns. 
turns to me and says, well, a lot of unique names run in this family, huh? We have pizza and no. we have canyons. No, no, he did not. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, the little, a little flame inside me was like, he's trying to be rude right now because Dude, in what planet is pizza and canyon the same thing? But not just that, the dog. He's yes. comparing the dog's name to the to, to your to human child. child. Yes. But I'm like super sure in my son's name. Like I thought about it for so long. I've wanted this name for years. I think it's super cute. Mm-hmm. And so I just made a joke back at him. I was like, oh yeah, a bunch of weirdos around here. Mm-hmm. And he laughed and I laughed. And it could have been an awkward situation. But I'm pat myself on the back for handling that with, you know, just throwing some humor in there. Like right. it, it just breaks it up. Like it makes it like a lighthearted situation. Even though inside, I'm like, okay, rude. No, I can honestly be bad for you. Like, I'm sorry, Richard, that everybody in your class had the same name, but yeah. I, it's it's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I do feel, yes, humor is everything. Like, humor can definitely diffuse the situation. Like, when in doubt, choose humor. And, and it does also kind of, like, take you out of it. I feel like in that moment when, like, yeah, like, your face heats up, like, with a little bit of anger, you're like, okay. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? No. You know, if you can find a way to even, like, poke fun at yourself a little bit, too, then it's like, what else do they have to say? Right. It, oh, it literally immediately deflate somebody like if you imagine like i'm picturing you in that setting like to weirdos it's like what more could he say like yeah. you literally just popped his bubble like, like if he was like so why did you pick that name or, right like, it could have gone like more and farther but it just kind of diffused it right then and there exactly so i do feel like humor is a huge thing the other thing i'm gonna give like my little tidbit of advice i was thinking about this i feel like having a buddy in this situation is also very helpful so if you have somebody in your family like maybe it's like a sibling or um you know maybe it's like your fun aunt or whatever we all have the fun like somebody that you can kind of like yes someone that you can confide in like maybe leading up like if you're not if you don't live near them maybe you give them a call and you're like hey i'm like i'm totally not excited about this situation or you know you just kind of confide in them and let them know that there's somebody that you're not looking forward to interacting with or like maybe there's some drama going on and you kind of inform them let them in let them know the tea and then that way when you guys are in that family gathering together it kind of it can be helpful to have that person to lean on like they know they already can like maybe they have like a a separate pair of eyes so maybe Maybe a can chime in yes i feel like that's that was exactly my point it's like it let's say like somebody says something to you that you kind of confided in that special buddy of yours and so they know exactly that this is might be a trigger for you and you of course would probably respond with with a lot of charge like with a lot of emotional charge but this person can kind of step in and maybe like diffuse the situation or make that joke maybe because let's be honest like we we say like oh just use humor but that's sometimes easier said than done for things that are really really like that really affect you so it can be helpful for them to jump in and, and make that little joke and then everybody laughs and then we can move on or maybe it's like you guys just give each other the eyes and that's all it is like it's like literally like just like a little bit of camaraderie like you guys give each other eyes from across the room it's like yeah grandma's doing that thing again like it's just it's so love that that's so smart just to kind of like connect with somebody beforehand or or even like let's say you're like oh but nobody in my family gets it like i'm such like a black sheep in my family it's like bring somebody with you like let's say like you have a friend that maybe you can bring for the holidays like maybe you need like a little like emotional support buddy like that's totally fine like whatever it takes for you to get through the holidays like I feel like do it and, and sometimes that is your spouse too which is also nice but if you don't have a spouse yet or whatever this is, the situation is just having a little buddy that's a really good idea Kendall yeah so do you want to come um <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm there fly me in 
ditch your family (laughs) no but seriously and if you don't let's say you don't have that buddy i hear you maybe you just need to go to the other room and take a breather like maybe someone said something that really hit and it really just like hit you the wrong way take a deep breath get up and walk out like maybe it seems a little bit awkward or maybe you can do it like do it as casually as you can but like even if it does cause a bit of a scene like prioritize yourself first and foremost because the whole reason we want to do this episode and i think kind of a little bit of our hot take on it is like we we don't think it's worth it to let these little situations these little side comments ruin relationships and miss out on this time together yes so i think our biggest thing is just like keep in mind that no one is promised tomorrow like not to get too depresso like not to get too dramatic here but like seriously like nobody is promised tomorrow and and that's especially with older relatives you know our grandparents even our parents i feel like a lot of the drama right now can be with parents you know different perspectives different parenting styles if you have kids now your mom always has an opinion about everything i think it is important to remember like seriously you guys like let's really be honest about this they're not going to be around forever and you just have to be so honest with yourself. Are you going to look back on this? And and is it going to literally be a stake in your heart when you think about like missing out on certain holidays or cutting them out because they were toxic? It's like really, really, really think about it because it's no joke. Like it, it really isn't. I feel like ever since I became a mom, I just had to get over. I immediately got over any petty drama from the past. And mm-hmm. I was like, none of it matters. None of it matters because I want to cherish like all the time I have with my own parents. And I want to cherish all the time I have with my child and with my partner. And and all the silly fights like come into perspective mm-hmm. uh, during this transition and i think that was a lot of like my postpartum like sappy feelings yes, you, you get know? no like, that's such a it thing so <laughs> happens like in the first few months it's like oh my gosh i'm just so worried about everyone's well-being yes, all the time like, yes i'm so maternal yeah. i am mother <laughs> literally but i'm trying to like keep that in front of mind as like all the postpartum hormones have left my body and it's like i'm becoming more like normal again it's mm-hmm. like i'm just trying to keep it front of mind that is one thing and i will say if you don't don't have kids yet like let us impart a little bit of like perspective on that i will say ever since having my baby like i have had a lot more empathy and forgiveness for my parents especially my mom because yeah. i'm like oh my gosh like you're just a person like you know like growing up you're like my parents are are like the best like they know everything and like they they should never do wrong to me like yeah. i'm their number one like they can never make mistakes because like they love me and they should always put me first like yeah. that's their job they're my mom you, and you think like they knew what they were doing when they had kids yeah but i'm like wait oh my gosh like i'm out here like i just have my baby and like anyone can have a baby yeah seriously <laughs> Isn't that crazy it is is and like, like even they let us <laughs> who let us do this who let us? <laughs> no but it should be illegal Wait, i have a funny story yes go so my uncle is only eight years older than me one of my uncles cody uh-huh. and we were always like more like a brother sister relationship anyways he had his first kid and i went to visit them in the hospital and he's staring at her in the little bassinet and i'm looking at him and i'm like isn't this crazy like you're yeah. a kid oh. and he's like i can't believe they're gonna let me leave the hospital <laughs> with her who let me do this <laughs> right and i was just cracking up in that moment because I couldn't believe he was having a kid either because we kind of grew up together and it is just wild that I mean he was totally prepared he was married he was stable right but you just have this feeling when you first have your kid no matter like how prepared you think you are you're like holy crap yeah crap I'm gonna leave with this kid and like I'm just allowed to like take it home and I'm just like no one's gonna interview me yeah like no yeah no one's gonna vet me like make sure I'm good like I don't I literally had never changed a diaper before I got my baby like no and that's like no and not even just like the logistics of like 
changing diapers and like sleep schedules and stuff it's like then you think about all the emotional stuff and yeah. i think that's the stuff that our generation struggles with the most with our our parents is they didn't have the same think about it you guys like let's let's just be honest like they did not have the same resources that we have like i scroll my instagram and every other every other post is some like tip or trick about like raising your child and making sure to like validate their feelings and this and that or like even handling family situations and like advice on just like the psychological stuff they didn't have that like think about that they did not have that so they really did the best that they could with what they had they just had to figure it out if they didn't have like their own mom around to help them too like they literally just had to figure it out and like what if their parents advice wasn't that great like yeah their mom could be the one telling them like oh you always need to do this or you always need to do that and they took that as bible and then they go and they raise their kids raised us like that and now they're trying to impart that same wisdom to us for our kids and we're like uh no because instagram said this or my therapist said that and it's like we actually might have some better resources these days but it's they they did the best with what they had and i feel like having a little bit of empathy that's like our biggest point i think in our our different perspective with this is like boundaries are necessary in certain situations but in this like more mild gray area let's just be let's just be empathetic yeah come from a place of understanding that these people are just human beings with their own experiences and most of the time they are coming from a place of love maybe not maybe not some of the time but or a place of hurt which is valid too like if you think about the really the really tough um you know like family members that yeah they do you're like no they're not coming from a place of love they're absolutely not it's like no but you know what they are coming from a place of hurt Mm -hmm. they must have gone through something whatever it did whatever happened that shaped them to the person that they are now and the trouble that they're giving you now you just you never know like for for some family members it could be that little five-year-old version of them that got treated poorly back in the day like you just never know and you have to keep that in mind when you're navigating these situations again it's not an excuse and i know that's the first thing people want to say is like well that's not an excuse for the behavior and it doesn't mean that i have to subject myself to it and it's like no it doesn't and for the rest of the year if you don't want to talk to that uncle that mom like that's fine but i i I think you said it earlier it's like but just just be careful because you don't want to look back and regret not doing these family events and not getting together again like i really just think like you just need to sit on it and be like okay if this person died tomorrow, am I going to literally regret every decision that I've made? Yeah. Am in... I going to regret not going to Christmas this this year? Right. If, like they didn't make it to next Christmas. Right. Of... Again, all you can control is yourself. So go into it with confidence. Mm-hmm. Hype yourself up. Yeah. Tell yourself some affirmations. Right. Guys, seriously, confidence is everything. And I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but like really like we want to harp on the fact that like if you're confident in who you are in, in your decisions, the things that people say, let it roll off your back like that's the biggest thing is like let it roll off your shoulder and maybe you're not there yet and that's okay I totally have so many things that I'm still working on still getting confident in, and I think we always are there's always going to be new things that come up for us that we have to like work through but in that moment if you have a choice between getting defensive getting self-conscious or being like you know what I'm going to own this in this moment maybe I don't have it totally figured out yet but like I'm going to own this situation and I'm going to be confident in myself that allows you to bring in that humor and bring in that like energy of like you know what it's fine I'm feeling so confident yeah no and i feel like that's what we want like we want you to leave this episode feeling like empowered like i'm gonna go to this family gathering i'm gonna own my shit i'm gonna show up and say what i want to say and i'm gonna like use humor i'm gonna laugh it off like it nothing is that serious i think that's our biggest point it's like nothing is that serious like really it's not again like you just you're never promised tomorrow anything can happen to anybody in your life and i think we just have to have that perspective i love that reminder i'm holding everyone close that was heavy yeah i feel like that was good though i feel like i was like on a podium like I'm like, and you just gotta believe. You just gotta. I'm like Tony Robbins. (laughs) 
no but i just feel i do feel strongly about this subject though like in all honesty because if i could just like shake everybody that i love who's like nervous about situations mm-hmm. or feeling insecure about something and just be like just own it like you're gonna be fine like i would like i wish that i could just be that for, for people and it's so clear when you're like talk thinking about somebody else right yes like, it's so clear when you're thinking about your sibling that doesn't want to i have siblings in my family that don't want to get together with the rest of the family mm-hmm. and you just want to be like nobody cares about your crap like just show up be confident and yeah maybe someone's gonna say something annoying but like is that really worth like missing out on like the whole like holiday with the family or years going by and like not seeing them because you're just avoiding that one little comment right a lot of the time it's not as bad as you think it's gonna be honestly Mm -hmm. like there's some family members that don't want to get together with other family members because they're like oh i just know they're gonna say something and then finally happens oh hang on i'm gonna paint the rest of your nails okay cool i'm doing the color now Ooh, this is so pretty it's like cranberry if we're gonna get holiday like it's i was like trying to figure out like what color it's kind of brown but it's like kind of burgundy no it's like literally like a cranberry shade yes oh it's pretty i'm always trying to come up with something to describe for you guys in case you're not watching so picture a cranberry it's a disaster though i'm like being so messy because the with this type of glue it like oh it comes off the edges comes off the edges oh boy i'm sweating oh i just put this under again you think it's done though yeah i think it's done well i think we talked that one out we buffed that one out well enough you guys got this yes so i think let's segue unpolished opinions time let's see first one so somebody wrote in name all of your exes what? <laughs> i'm gonna start with you caitlin would um, you like to name your exes start no we'll start from like high wanna, school i'm not gonna say their names oh my gosh their names haven't left my mouth in years <laughs> you're like i'm gonna die with their names um, never i'm not gonna say the name i will tell you how many like serious exes i have okay like, i like that because i'm i'm sorry but i'm i put you on the spot i'm not seeing mine either oh my <laughs> so, i'll do numbers so okay. go ahead starting from like freshman year of high school right yeah i had a boyfriend all throughout high school into college it was like kind of on and off in college but it was a total of like six to seven year mm-hmm. i had another college boyfriend so that's two and then i had another like after college boyfriend that was like two or three years i think it was like three years mm-hmm. and then now it's brian okay so i have four i have okay. four serious like i mean this is not counting my second grade boyfriend or my fourth grade boyfriend or my sixth no. grade boyfriend or my seventh or eighth grade boyfriend i think i had a different boyfriend yes. every year at least one or two let me be clear i was very popular I, in fifth I grade i am way more than four exes like, <laughs> like four like serious relationships right that's crazy that you had somebody from like freshman year to college i feel like those are the relationships i i can like picture i i remember the people in high school that were yeah. like high school sweethearts that graduated and made it out together i was like dang like they're so serious even our and teachers they- used to say that really so funny how many exes do you have yeah starting from like my first like more serious like high school one so i had one that i dated for like a year mm-hmm. and then i dated another one for uh, i don't even know how long maybe like not very long it may be like half a year okay. but that one felt more serious to me that oh. was my first so okay. you know you always hold them close near and dear okay. uh we can go into all this in another episode i, I feel like more. i feel like we should have a whole episode dedicated to like i would love to hear like our first like our like how it went down oh my gosh dude let's bring that into the new year okay let's put a pin in that so we're definitely gonna we're gonna dish it okay so that was two and then and then manny so three three okay i met manny when i was 18 third time's a charm wait so how long did you and manny date before you got married five years no five years i think yeah we dated for a long time because we met so young and i was very big on like i'm actually not at all the person that was like jumping into a relationship like ready to get married like that is actually the opposite i was like oh i'm gonna 
like have so much fun in my 20s and then when i'm 30 i'll probably like start looking for a guy settling down like i had that in my head that i was Dude, gonna you were 18 no and isn't that crazy but seriously like so when i met him i was like dang it I was like, <laughs> my, my plan. plan no literally i was like my plan is ruined put your hand in the light yeah so i didn't like i i was very clear with him of like i do not want to be engaged in college like let me have my fun like we're dating and we're we moved in together and all that because it was just like i couldn't let him go like he's he was like i knew he was like the perfect guy for me and he's such a good guy but i definitely yeah well you know not to get sentimental but i did i was also like on the other end of it i was like don't you dare propose to me like don't you dare being like oh my god like yes yes like no i don't i I did not want it i wanted that to be a separate chapter like i wanted those two chapters to be like completely different so that's my little then you combine it with pregnancies yeah well that one didn't go to plan and there was nothing i could do about that like we said bringing a big circle moment you can't control anything but yourself and how you react so we made it work we're definitely gonna have to do an episode about like finding out we are pregnant and oh my gosh all of that yes we have so many things like that we can talk about just like going back in time a little bit okay so let's do one more question and then we'll wrap it up let you guys all go on your holly jolly way though i like this one this one's cute what's your favorite holiday tradition childhood holiday tradition is what it says oh okay well we used to always get new christmas pajamas on christmas eve okay that was like my favorite i looked forward to it every year and i would like wear them the whole year Mm-hmm. But I think with Canyon, I'm going to switch it up because I just saw this thing on Instagram. So the thing with getting the holiday pajamas on Christmas Eve, it's like you wear them for one night and then Christmas is over. Mm-hmm. I still would wear them all the time, but it doesn't really feel right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the day after Christmas, you're like, get these things off me. Like it's, this is it's over. disgusting. Yeah. I saw these people, they started a tradition with their kids where the night that they set up the tree, they open up Christmas pajamas. So like at the beginning oh, of December, yeah. they set up the tree, they open up Christmas pajamas and then they all have a slumber party in the living room that night (gasps) and then she's like it's our it's the kids talk about it all year long like they're so excited so So I think maybe like next year or the year after I'm gonna start that with Canyon similar tradition to ours but just tweaking it a little bit like making it work for you guys I like that I like putting your like own little spin on it that's so cute I I'm like dying I will say like I cannot wait for the day that like Manny's a little bit older so we can have like sleepover parties and like build forts and stuff like I cannot wait wait i i am gonna be in there and like that's one thing like i don't remember like my parents like granted they were a little bit older when they had us but like they never like they would let us like sleep in a fort in the living room but they never joined us Mm -hmm. i'm like all about it like manny and i love building forts so i will be in that tent on that (laughs) air mattress like i do not care i'm all into that can't wait to like loki have an excuse to do all those things and be a child again i do see you and manny do that now yeah like by yourselves without me (laughs) and that's the thing (laughs) i just want to have an excuse to do it you know what i mean yeah okay you love putting your hands i've been in the i know i'm literally gonna have like some sort of issues now the doctor's gonna be like hmm, did you have a lot of uv exposure i'm like yes dude i've been getting anxiety about it i didn't think about it when we ordered it but i think we need to switch this out for led give us sunspots on our hands and also it will oh. kill the microbiome not the microbiome mm-hmm. the only reason why i know what a microbiome is because of olipops <laughs> I was reading the can. I remember when they first came out, I was like, oh, and they help your microbiome. That's like my favorite thing to drop on like like my mom. I'm like, mom, you should try Olipops and they're good for your microbiome. I'm like, I'm I don't know what a microbiome Ryan. is. You know what I just started taking? Huh? Colostrum. Oh. From cows. Oh. Have you seen ads for it? It's I've like heard viral. of that and I went down a deep dive of it when I was like first, you know, a mom when you have your own colostrum and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what is this? And then things started popping up to me that yeah, like people were taking it, the cow yeah. version. I've started taking it. I feel so good. And it says you can give 
give it to Kid. I'm gonna try it out on myself for a little while longer, but it's supposed to be amazing for like immune system. Mm. So, and it's also really good for your Wait, microbiome. Now that makes me wanna ask you, in the beginning, did you ever like taste your milk or like your colostrum? No, I never tasted it. Did you I, taste it? No, I didn't. I can't remember if Manny did or not, but I- Brian won't even like put it in the bottle. Really? <laughs> He's so disgusted by it. I think Manny might have like touched it to his tongue. <laughs> And for a while, we were on joking the boob around. Or off the boob. Off the boob. He did try. It. He would joke around and be like, "Let me have some," and I'm like, "Get away from me, dude! No. These are not yours. They're not mine, even. Like they They're are all mine. for the baby." To this day, like I still like I. I used to like like a little bit of like nipple action, yeah. and I can't. Not the same. It, I can't. No. Do you feel that way Pretty too? Handed. Oh yeah, it's just. Eh. I'm like, don't touch them. Like, and I and I at first I was like kind of a thing where he was like, "Oh, when are they gonna be mine again?" And I was like, "Like I don't know. Yeah, soon. Like I I think it just needs to. Soon. I was like, it just needs to wear off once I'm done." breastfeeding and then once i stopped breastfeeding he's like oh like are they not mine yet and i was like no i think i just need to like a little bit more time it's been months now and i'm like i don't think they're ever gonna be yours again i think that we're done with that <laughs> no seriously like i think that we need to retire that whole thing because it's just i don't enjoy it it's seriously caitlin like i think it's like they're really sensitive and like it just it's like triggering i hate to be dramatic but like it literally like makes me think of like him almost biting them or like oh my god you know just like terrifying. when they're super sore and it's like i don't enjoy it like don't like you can go from the waist down and that's it like, don't you dare <laughs> i smack him away mine feels so weird because of the boob job oh i'm gonna have to tell this story at, at another time let's do a whole like a whole section of an episode where we talk about like how how it went how Boobs, it changed nipples <laughs> yeah so we won't get into it but we'll just coming into the new year we have a lot to talk about with you guys we're gonna get down and dirty yes so that was oh i didn't say i didn't even say mine my holiday tradition oh, yeah. i do have one that i want to share really nipples. quickly yeah what is yours <laughs> we got a little bit stuck on the nipples so childhood tradition that my family always did again we had like a big family so there's a lot of us so we didn't have a lot of money to do like anything crazy but um i will never forget my favorite thing that we would do every holiday season we would all pile into our big van that's what we called it so it was like a one of those like white like a utility van you that's the- that's what our family drove what? yes okay. literally i think my mom my mom tells the story better but she says that she had like a cute a mom car that i think she had just gotten it she was really excited about it and then she found out she was pregnant and that like made her realize like oh my gosh like we're not all gonna fit in this car because we there was eight of us total right like my parents and then six kids so we would eight of us would fit into like a family car but then think like if you ever had like a friend that you had to carpool or like anybody extra or like a family member then you no longer have enough room so anyways my mom says that like the day she found out she was pregnant she just said she like cried her head off returning the car and and they got the utility van she's like no um so yeah we would pile into the big van in our christmas jammies it would be like late so it felt like you know when you're a little kid like staying up past your bedtime yeah. felt so like crazy and magical yeah. and um we would go through the mcdonald's line and we would all get mcflurries so they would have like the seasonal ones and then we would just literally drive around to like whatever the best neighborhoods were and look at other people's christmas lights Aww. that was our little family tradition and i always think about it so i definitely want to implement that when our baby gets a little bit older i love going around looking at christmas lights i do too i'm also because i'm so nosy like i just <laughs> i love to see i'm like oh what did they do this year hmm like they skipped out on the blow up santa this year <laughs> times must be tough <laughs> getting lazy yeah i'm like huh i'm dying that you like actually put lights up on your tree or oh. no not your tree your house didn't you oh i did we went all out this year 
That's so fun. Yeah, it is fun. It was, no, but I did, I was telling Caitlin the other day when we were doing it, I came to her house after like a long day of putting in work, putting those lights up. And I'm like, you know, when like you're doing something that like should be fun, but it's not fun anymore. Like that's how I felt about the lights. Like it got to the point, we almost got divorced multiple times because we would just like Manny and I argue like no other like siblings. Oh, we got to go. Okay. Okay. Our babysitter is time is maxed out. Everybody have a great holiday season. Make sure to follow our page at Buff It Out Podcast. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. We're going to be posting the nails. Kendall has these beautiful cranberry dark red nails going on. Yes, they're gorgeous, you guys. Look for them on the feed so you know which (gasps) one it is. Yes, we'll see you next week for our super fun monthly special, the one where we talk about trends and fashion and all the fun things. So stay tuned for that. I'm so So excited. excited. So excited. Happy holidays. Bye.